Shalom to all. Today's office bubble comment off Pehe, and we are starting about the fourth line of the two dots with a quote from the Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam Sarabas, Yaakov Moshe, her Nishama should have an Aliyah, El Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Chamil Mardachai, and Rabchaim, his Nishama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah said, Omnim Kama Adam Kayetz, Bezai writes Alita Vachulu, and this was the explanation of how we evaluate a Tsar payment. So the more explains this Tsar Makam Nezek Hechshaminon, how do we evaluate the payment for pain when there was Nezek? And the reason for this question is because since he had to pay for the Nezek, he had to pay for the damage. In our example, we're Ruven Kadav Shimon. Hand, so it's as if he's paying for the right to cut off his hand, and included in that is the pain. But we clearly see that he has to pay for pain separately. So how do we evaluate this? So more of the Shmuel, he answers, We evaluate how much a person will want to take to have his hand chopped off. Ask the Gemara to have his hand chopped off. That's not only pain. There's technically all five payments over here that would have to be paid if a person's getting his hand chopped off. So this is not just an evaluation of pain. Furthermore, are we talking about fools that a person would be willing to? take money to get his hand cut off? I don't know anyone who would agree to have their hand chopped off for all the money in the world. Ella rather we suggest how much a person would get paid to have his hand, which is already cut off, be cut off. Now, this is not talking about a hand that was physically cut off. It just means that he has a hand which is not working. Perhaps he sustained some sort of injury and he's not able to use his hand, but still attached to his body. And that's what we evaluate how much money he'd be willing to take to have this hand severed from his body. Even if his hand is not working and we're cutting it off, there's still not only tsar over there, there's pain and there's baishas. It's very embarrassing for a fellow to have flesh cut off to be thrown to the dogs. He doesn't just want to cut his hand off even though he can't use it. So we have another suggestion, Ella. Rather, we evaluate how much a person would be willing to take if his hand anyway has to be cut off by the king. That's what Mukhtav Malchus is. The government says that he has to get his hand chopped off. They were planning on cutting off with some with anesthesia. And the evaluation would be how much he's willing to take for it to be cut off with a scythe with a sword. So I mean, they said, Hachanami here also, a person is never going to take money and undergo such pain. Even if he has to have his hand chopped off, he's definitely not going to do so without anesthesia. Al rather, we have another suggestion. How much a person willing to pay to get his hand chopped off with anesthesia because the government was going to cut it off with a sword without anesthesia. So how much would he be willing to pay in order to go through this painless procedure? Ask the Gemara. So instead of saying how much he'd be willing to take, we should really say how much he'd be willing to pay. So Amar of Hunabra, he answers, That's what he means to say. The person who is attacked, meaning when Shimon got his hand cut off by Ruvain, he takes from Ruvain what a theoretical person would give to have his hand chopped off with anesthesia versus without it. And we can explain to Mishnah, What's the repoy payment that he has to heal him? So if he strikes him, he has to pay for healing. And Tanabana, we have a brass that expounds on this. Let's say Tzmachim, which is like sores or infection, came out to the person because of the wound that was inflicted on him. And then it healed a little bit, but then when Nisra Amaka came back, he has to heal him. And he also has to pay him for Sheves, which is his loss of employment while he's going through the healing process. However, if these sores, these Tzmachim, came not because of the Maka, he doesn't have to heal him. He doesn't have to pay for his loss of employment. Now, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, even if these Tzmachim came because of the wound, so he has to pay for the healing, but he doesn't have to pay for the Sheves. His loss of employment and his healing, both are linked in the Pasuk. And what do we learn from here? If a person is chayv in Sheves, so he's chayv in Ripoy. If he's not chayv in Sheves, he's not chayv in Ripoy. And if he's not chayv in Sheves, he's not chayv in Ripoy. And therefore, over here, he's not chayv in anything, even though these smachim came because of the Makkah. So now the Gemara analyzes, what are they arguing in? We have these three different opinions, the Tanakhama, Rabbi Huda, and the Rabbanon. What exactly is the Machlaikas? So Amar Rabbi Rabbi says, I found the Rabbanon in the base Medjish, the Yosef Kamri, they were sitting and saying, over here the Machlaikas is, whether or not a Makkah is allowed. 
got to be wrapped up. That's what nitnola egen means. That's because while the maca is healing, it's better for it to be exposed. However, sometimes it's cold, for example, and it's uncomfortable, and the person who's healing wants to wrap it up. But wrapping it up can cause sores to develop. So the question is, is he allowed to bandage the maca? So Rabbanon Sabbath, the Rabbanon, which is referring to the Tanakhama, they hold maca nitnola eged, that he is allowed to wrap it up. And therefore, even though tzmachim came about, one would still have to pay for that. Whereas Rabbi Huda Sabbath, Rabbi Huda holds maca nitnola eged. It's not allowed to be wrapped up. And therefore, he doesn't have to pay for the Shabbos for the loss of employment. And therefore, repoy the Tanabe Kra, we're dealing with paying for healing. The Pasuk repeats it. It says the word Virapa Yirape Sumachayev. He has to pay for healing it. Shevaz, the light Tanabe Kra, but in regards to the loss of employment, the Pasuk doesn't repeat the word Solay Machayev. He's not have to pay for Shevaz in this scenario. That's what the Rabban of the Mesmedjah told Rabbah. I told them, says Rabbah, if the wound is not allowed to be wrapped up, so repoy never Lay Machayev. He shouldn't have to pay for healing it either. El rather, I'll say as follows. Everyone agrees that the Maka is allowed to be wrapped up, but he's not allowed excessively wrap it. And that's what he did in this scenario. So Rabbi Yudas of Rabbi Yudas holds since he's not excessively rapid, repoy the Tanabe Kra Mechayev. Since the pasuk repeats the word by repoy, so he has to pay for healing it. Whereas Shavas the Loi Tanabe Kra, since the pasuk doesn't repeat the word Shavas Loi Mechayev, so he's not Chayev for that. Rabbanon Sarvin Tanakama holds Kimi the Tanabe Kra be repoy. Since the pasuk repeats itself in regards to healing, Ashavas Nami Mechayev, he's Chayev to pay for Shavas as well. The Eskishli repoy because we have a Hakish to repoy. Rabbi Yudas of Rabbi Yudas holds in regards to that Shavas Loi Mechayev. The reason why he's not Chayev Shavas Demate Rachmano Rak because the pasuk excludes it by using the word Rak. It says in the pasuk. Rak shifta yitain, and the word rak means only, excluding the scenario. Rabbanon, how would they respond to this? Rak, the word rak in the Pasuk is telling us that he's not chayiv to pay if these smachim came about not connected to the maka at all. So that's an explanation for the Tanakhama and Rabbi Huda. But what about the third opinion? What about the later Rabbanon that say, if you're chayiv in Shevas, you're chayiv in Ripoy. If you're not chayiv in Shevas, you're not chayiv in Ripoy. And over here, since he's not chayiv in Shevas, he's not chayiv in Ripoy either. So according to them, Ripoy. Why does the Pasuk repeat the word in regards to Rufua? As we said, it says, Verapa Yrape. So the answer is, They need it for what was taught in the Bay Rishmal. The Pasuk says, Verapa Yrape. Mikan from here, what do we learn? Shanitin Roshos the Rifeil Rapais, that a doctor is given permission to heal. That's the Pasuk's permission for a doctor to go about healing people. And Torah Bhana, we have a Braisa. How do we know that if sores came up because of the Maka and the Maka got worse? Shachavla Rapai said that he has to heal him, and he also has to pay for Shavu. Now, because the pasuk says rak shifta yitain verape yirape. Now, yachol, you might think afilu shleim achos amaka. Even if these smachim came not connected to the maka at all, he would have to pay. Tamalim. That's why the pasuk says rak, excluding this scenario. Whereas Rabbi Yisroel Yehuda Imer, he tells us af machos amaka pater. Even if these smachim came because of the maka, he's still pater. Shnei because the pasuk says rak. Now, ikadamri. Some say an explanation of Rabbi Yisroel Yehuda's shita af machos amaka pater legamri kirabana basrei. When Rabbi Yisroel Yehuda said that even if they came up because of the maka, he's pater. That means he's pater totally. He doesn't have to pay for Shevas or Ripoy, and that's like the later Rabbanon of the previous Brysa. I mean, some say an explanation of Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Yehuda, Af Maka that even if the Tzmachim came because of the Maka, he's Potter, that means he's only Potter from Shevas, but he's still Chayv in Ripoy, and Kaman, who would that be like in the previous Brysa? Ke'avua, like his father, meaning like Rabbi Yehuda, because this is Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Yehuda, and so he's holding like his father in the previous Brysa. Now we analyze the Tanakama of this Brysa that we just quoted. Omar Mar the Tanakama just said, You might think that he would have to pay, even if the Tzmachim came, not connected to the Maka at all, Tamalim, is why the Pasuk says, Rak. Ask the Gemara, Shalom Achos HaMaka Ba'ikra, the Pasuk needs to tell us that he doesn't have to pay if the Smachim came about not connected to the Maka at all. It's obvious he wouldn't have to pay for that. It doesn't have to do with the Maka. So I mean the answer, Ma Shalom Achos HaMaka, what does that mean that the Smachim came not connected to the Maka at all? Kedetanya, it's like the following Brysa, Harisha Avral Divrei Raifei. Let's say the patient didn't listen to the doctor, and he ate honey, or other sweet things. And the reason why that's considered not listening to the doctor, that's because eating honey or other sweet things are bad for the wound. 
And after the patient did this, Gargosni happened to his maka. So you might think that the attacker has to pay for that healing. That's why the Pasuk says, Rak. So it did come because of the maka, but it's because the patient wasn't taking care of himself. And that's what the Pasuk needs to tell us Rak for. Now the Gemara just asks, my Gargosni, what exactly is this Gargosni? So Rabbi says, Nasa Krichsa is dead flesh. And my say, how do we heal this? And the answer is, all of a cure of a kalba aloe, wax, and resin from wine barrels, that helps heal his dead flesh. Now we continue with a number of other dinim. Let's say the attacker tells the patient, I'm going to heal you. I'm a doctor and I'll heal you. So Amrle, the patient can tell him, to me, you're like a lion waiting in ambush. You were the one that harmed me and now you're going to heal me? I don't trust you. And he's allowed to say that. And Amrle, if the attacker tells the patient, I'm going to bring you a doctor that heals for nothing, meaning he's going to heal you for free. Amrle, the patient's allowed to tell him, a doctor that heals for nothing is worth nothing. I don't want a doctor that doesn't take a fee for his services. And Vyamar, if he tells him, I'm going to bring you a doctor from far away because he's cheaper. So a patient can tell him, A doctor from far away will blind an eye because he doesn't really care what happens to me. He's going to go back to his home, which is really far. And even if something terrible happens to me, that's not his responsibility. Now we talk about the patient telling the attacker something. If the patient tells the attacker, Why don't you just give me money? And I'm going to work out getting healed on my own. The attacker can tell him, you're going to be paishaya, you're going to be negligent, and then you're going to ask me for more money. And Vyamarle, even if he tells him, kitesly make it, so just set an amount that you're going to give me, and then I won't ask you for more money. Amarle, you could still tell him, all the more so, you're going to be negligent, but Karuli, and then other people are going to call me, Shar Hamazik, a Shar the damages, because you're going to take all the money, you're going to be walking around with his wound, and then everyone's going to say, oh, well, look how terrible of a guy Ruvain is. He wounded the fellow and didn't even pay for it. And so that's within the right of the attacker to say so. And then continues, we have a bride of a clone, Mishtal, and Makam Nazak. All these things have to be paid, even though there's Nezek. Namely, even though he's paying the Nezek payment, which again is the difference between how much he was worth on the slave market before the damage versus afterwards, still the other things have to be paid, namely, Sairipoi, Shabbos, and Baishas. How do we know this? He says, the Pazak tells us, and what do we learn from here? That Sar has to be paid, even though Nezek was paid for. Ask more, how can you say that? We need this Pazak of to include that Shagig is just like Mezid and Oynes is just like Ratzain. So my answer is we can learn both from here. In Cain, if that's the only thing we're learning out of the Pasuk, then Nechtav Kra, Petsa Bipetsa. The Pasuk should say, a Petsa for a Petsa. My Petsa Tachas Petsa, Shema Mino Atarti. We can learn both from here. Now, our published made the Rav Amar, he gives another explanation. Amar Kra, the Pasuk tells us, Verapa Yurape, there's double Lashayin, and this tells us, Litin Rufu Makam Nezek, that even when there's Nezek being paid for, the Rufu has to be paid for as well. Asikmar, Haim Bailech, Tan Rebbe Shmol. We need this for the following Braisa, the Tan Rebbe Shmol, Verapa Yurape, Mikan Shinit, and the Rushusla Rifle Rapais. From here, we learn that a doctor is given permission to heal. So answers, Imkain, if so, Nichtev Kra, Verifa Yurape. And instead it says, Verapa Yurape, Shmamino, we learn from here, Litin Rufu, Makam Nezek, that Rufu has to be paid for, even though the Nezek was paid for. We still need it for something that we already said previously, Lemisni Bay Kra, Beripoi, that the Pasuk repeated itself by saying, Verapa Yurape, and it told us that he has to pay for the Ripoi when Alabites Machim. So Gmar answers, Imkain, if so, Lema Kra, Oi, Rapa Yurape, Oi, Yirape, Yirape, and that would have told us this Joshua. My Verapa Yirape, why use two different words? Shmamino, we also learn from here, Litin Rufu, Makam Nezek, that he has to pay for the Rufuah, even though he paid for the Nezek. It's not like more asked, Machal, this all implies that Mishkachas Lushalai Makam Nezek, that we can have these payments even though there's no Nezek payment. But since we just had to find the Pasuk that showed us that he has to pay for these payments even though he's paying for Nezek, well, that must mean that it's obvious that he has to make these payments when there's no Nezek. So the question is, Shalai Makam Nezek, where do we find these payments when there's no Nezek? So our answer is, Tsar Kiktani, Tsar, we already taught in the Mishnah. Tsar, if he paid him by doing as follows, Kavai Bishbud, he burned him with a spit, Ibamasmer, he harmed him with a nail. 
even if it's on his fingernail, it's a place that does not cause a wound, he still has to pay for that pain. Replay, what about healing him? So the situation is, the we have a fellow who already has a pain and he's going through the healing process. Vesalik and this other guy went, and he brought some very strong potion, and he made his flesh white, meaning he poured some sort of potion on his fellow's flesh that didn't harm him and didn't cause him pain, but it turned his skin white. He has to bring some sort of potion, to bring back the regular color of his flesh. And Shabbos, what about his loss of employment that did not include a wound? Where he locked him in a room and now he's bottled from work because he's stuck in this locked room. And Baishas, what about embarrassment and has no nezek with it? He spat in his face and that's very embarrassing, but it doesn't cause any nezek. I think Mark continues explaining the Mishnah. We had said, Shabbos, how do we evaluate his loss of employment? We view him as if he's a watchman for cucumbers. I think Mark brings a Brisa, Tan Rabbanon, Shabbos, and for him, time, if you're going to say, says the Brisa, that the Midas Hadin is struck, meaning it's not fair to value him like this. And why is it not fair? Because once his fellow gets better, he's not going to get paid just to be a simple cucumber watchman. He's going to draw water from a well, and he'll get paid much more for that. So why are we saying that while he's getting healed and he has his loss of employment, we're paying him as if he was a cucumber watchman? He really could technically do more than that. Alternatively, he could be a messenger person and he'll get more money for that. And the Bible continues, that the Midas Hadin has not been struck, meaning it is fair. And why is that? Because he already paid for his hand and his foot. And included in the payment of chopping off his hand and foot is his loss in value of the work that he could have done. Remember, we said that the Nezik payment is that we evaluate him how much he would have been worth as an Evid before the injury versus how much he's worth afterwards. And the way we evaluate an Evid is based off of the work that he could do. So he's already paid in his loss in value that now he can't do such a good job. And while he's healing, the only thing he could be is a cucumber watchman. And so he doesn't get paid for more than that. I think Mark continues, Amar of Rava says, Let's say Reuven cut off Shimon's hand. He has to pay him for the loss of his hand. Veshavis, and what about his loss of work? We view him as if he's a watchman for cucumbers, because that's what he could do, even though he's missing his hand. Shibas Ragloi, let's say Ruve now broke Shimon's foot. He has to pay him for his loss of his foot. Veshavis, and what about his loss of employment? We view him as if he's just a guardsman by the door. That's because he can't walk around anymore, but he could at least sit there and watch the door. Let's say now he blinded his eye. He has to pay him for the loss of his eye. Veshavis, and how is this evaluated? We view him as if he's being placed to grind by a millstone. Chershai, now if he made him deaf, he has to pay him for his entire worth because a person like this is considered not to be able to do any sort of work, and therefore in a way it's like Ruvain killed Shimon, meaning completely valueless. Now, by Rav, Rav asked the following question. Let's say, he cut off his hand, and they didn't evaluate the damage. And then, he broke his leg, and they didn't evaluate the damage. And then, he blinded his eye, and they didn't evaluate the damage. And afterwards, he made him a deaf mute. How do we view this? and say, since they didn't evaluate him yet, and they're doing so all the way at the end, it'd be enough to evaluate him just with one evaluation, and he would have to pay him for everything all at once. Perhaps we evaluate it one by one, meaning we evaluate each injury separately, and that's how much he pays him. And what's the difference between these two different evaluations? He would have to give him a separate Sarubaish's payment for each wound that he afflicted. Because granted the Nazik Ripa Shabbas, the Khad of Khad he wouldn't have to pay him for Nazik Ripa and Shabbas of each and every one. Why? The Kim the since he's paying for his entire value, because again, in this situation, by the time we're reaching Ahmad Abedin, the guy's worth nothing, so he's paying for his entire value. Command the Kotle dummy, it's as if he killed him, paying for his entire value, but perhaps he would have to give him the Tsarim Baishas of every single injury. Because he did have a separate Tsarim Baishas every time he got injured. Have him, Tim Salmir, if you want to say, since they didn't evaluate him after each injury, so he only pays him for everything all at once, and he doesn't have to make a separate Baishas and Tsar payment for each injury afflicted. 
did. Well, I'm doing mahu. Let's say they did evaluate him, but he just didn't make that payment. Me and do we say given them do since they evaluated it, so he has to pay for each one separately. I don't perhaps came to Lashlim since he hadn't yet paid. You have like he could just pay for everything at once. And Mark concludes, take a let the question stand, and we're gonna wait for Elio to come and answer it. We're gonna stop it for the day and pick up tomorrow, continuing to discuss these payments. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.